This episode is all about Alpha. I am your host, Michael Gormley, and I'm joined by my lesser co-host. I am Steven. six foot five. <laughs> I look down on you, the top of your head. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it is getting thin up there. Okay. <laughs> I'm with Stephen Lenahan, our director of communications and development here at the parish. And today, what we wanted to do was talk about a new program that we're developing called. Alpha. Alpha. Yeah. So Alpha is a program that actually uh, some of you who have been at the parish for a while uh, may remember. It's actually a program that we used to to run here at St. Anthony of Padua. Uh, I think it was about 15 years ago or so, right? Yeah. When I was the youth minister back in, I believe it was 2006 or 2007, uh, all of a sudden all over campus, you would see these big signs that say Alpha is coming. And I had no idea what Alpha is. I just thought, okay, can't wait till it gets here. Uh, and then <laughs> they began having these dinners and people were coming. The parish hall was packed. I still had no clue. All I heard were murmurings, Stephen. I heard murmurings. I don't even know what a murmur is, but Murm- it sounds complaining terrible. Complaining that's not uh, going to the top. Just people talking, you know, you know that kind of stuff. Got and it. The murmurings was Alpha isn't Catholic. Oh, yeah. So they shut it down. It was shut down after I think three years, maybe two years. Um, but the people who went on Alpha. When our church, I don't even know if our parish, yeah, our, our church was built at that time, but the people who went on it ended up, people who were sitting at, there's a little small group tables that they had their meals together, ended up starting probably half the ministries that are going on at St. Anthony. So Alpha has borne a lot of fruit, even though it only ran for two or three years. Interesting. So... Yeah, I think let's talk about Alpha, the program itself, because it's yep. obviously not something that was invented at St. Anthony's 15 yep. years ago. It came, it's, it's been around uh, globally for over 30 years now, right? Yeah. So Alpha, um, Alpha actually started in a church in London, England, uh, known as Holy Trinity Brompton, Brompton yep. right? So a lot of people just call it HTB for short because we yeah. love acronyms in Christianity. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Holy Trinity Brompton, it's uh, an Anglican church in London, and it kind of came out of this desire for bringing people back to the church, right? So as we know, kind of as postmodernism has come in uh, to Western society, it hit Europe first, um, and there was kind of a mass exodus exodus from Christianity and organized religion in Europe before the United States. And so they were kind of uh, seeing this this loss of parishioners and, and loss of interest in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the pastor there, Nikki Gumbel, started this program as a way to uh, basically reach out to the unchurched, the underchurched, the fallen away, that sort of thing, and bring them back into the fold. Did, did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. huge for what it was doing in London. London was regarded as one of the most secular cities in modern Europe. Um, the attendance of the Anglicans in their own churches in England was had, had sustained a multi-year single-digit percentage, right? So you're talking 8 9% of people who are Anglican were actually going to church on any given Sunday. Um, the crazy thing now is because of the presence of Alpha in churches in and around London, London is starting to see, against all other uh, statistics shown in European cities, a positive upswing in people going to uh, not just Anglican churches, but also Roman Catholic as well. And you can see this kind of pattern of uh, growing church movement and people returning to the church because of the presence of Alpha. So what they begin to do is after people go through the, the Alpha course, which is about a semester long, and we'll kind of break down the details later, um, 
so many people were converting to Christianity that what they began doing in Holy Trinity is sending people into dead Anglican parishes or dying parishes that surrounded them uh, to revive them as missionary parishioners. Can you imagine if we sent you across town or downtown or whatever to revive dying parishes, right? We don't have we don't have any of those. We don't here. have any of those. No, not even <laughs> one. Um, but so like that's this notion. Like, who wants to go to a church where it's built for five hundred, but only three people are there? Yeah. And so what they would do is they would send over two or three hundred people into these parishes, and they would start Alpha, and it would cause this huge uptick in, uh, in in people attending Mass. So Alpha has had a huge thing, a huge impact in the Protestant world. Then it hit the Catholic Church. Uh, the, ever since Alpha was first invented, it, there's always been people who are upset that it's not Catholic enough. And I'll be the first one to say, it totally is not Catholic enough. That's why it's called Alpha, not, to use the joke that everyone in Alpha uses, Omega. It right. is not the end-all and be-all of faith formation. Yeah, and I think that the one thing that I, I love about Alpha from a catechetical standpoint and everything I've learned about it um, is that, you know, to your point, it, it's not Catholic enough in the sense that it's just an introduction. It's what we would call in catechetics pre-evangelization. Um, so, yeah, you're not going to get uh, a huge discourse on the Blessed Mother or on the sacraments um, or on, you know, different devotionals and, and rites that we have as Catholics, which all of those are good and holy, and, and we obviously want those to be a part of our parish life. Um, but for someone who maybe is unchurched or underchurched and has never heard the gospel message of Jesus, it's important to have a starting point where you just simply talk about who is Jesus, who is the person of Christ, and does he have a role in my life? And that's what I love about Alpha and, and kind of the purpose behind it. Um, and I think that one of the things, you know, as a parish in the South, uh, we are kind of it's kind of a unique time for Catholics in the Southern United States, right? Like in the Northeast and the Midwest, they kind of had their heyday uh, 50 or 60 <laughs> years ago, if you want to call it that, uh, with all of its um, densely populated Catholics, right? Immigrant, fam- immigrant uh, populations, yeah, all absolutely. of that. And the now, Roman Catholic grew in the Northeast via two methods, immigration and reproduction. And there you Large go. Catholic families filling those neighborhood churches. That's where right. my parents come from. That's right. And so many of us have those stories of like our grandparents, our great-grandparents, yeah. all that. In the South, though, it's been a little bit different. One, you've had people moving South um, as industries in cities yeah. like Houston, Atlanta, Miami, New Orleans have all grown. Um, but two, I think that for those of us who are, are native Southerners, we've always had to defend our faith if we wanted to be Catholic. Yeah. Um, and so you have a different type of Catholicism down here yeah. where people, they do know their faith. They're well-formed um, for the most part. But sometimes that can create a dichotomy in the parish where we come, become complacent in our evangelization. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's what we don't want to do at St. Anthony's is to forget. We just sometimes assume that everyone knows the basic message of Jesus Christ. Um, and that's not true. There are people that even here in the woodlands in 2018 have never heard the authentic message of the gospel. So many of you have heard of a man named C.S. Lewis, brilliant Christian author, convert to Anglicanism from atheism, brilliant author. He wrote a book called Mere Christianity, and he called it that because he, he had this image of like there's a house, and in each of the in, in the house there are a bunch of rooms, but there is this thing called the hallway in order to get to those rooms, and he just wants to talk about the hallway of Christianity, that thing that we all share in common. There's the Methodist room, the Baptist room, the Anglican room, the Catholic room. Now, obviously, as Catholics, we don't share an ecclesiology that just assumes the Roman Catholic Church is one room amongst many. But at the same time, there is something beautiful about what C.S. Lewis did. If you were to take his book, Mere Christianity, and read it cover to cover, you would have to pause and say, 
I have learned deep and profound truths by what this man has said. And that is the angle, very, very intentionally, that Nicky Gumbel had when he created Alpha. It was this notion of a little bit of apologetics, meaning defending that Jesus existed. How do we know that Jesus existed? He's not just a figment of some author's imagination or whatever. Use a little bit of apologetics, defending the faith. But then he just presents the person of Jesus through about uh, 11 different lessons over the course of weekly uh, of about a semester. Yeah, so I I think it's interesting, and you know a little bit more about the history of this, Gomer, but um, correct me if I'm wrong. So Alpha was kind of, it was removed from St. Anthony's as it was from a lot of parishes in Houston and, and really across the United States because of kind of this uproar that oh it's not it's not catholic enough or we should right. only be using catholic resources we should be supporting um you know people like ascension press or dr scott Hahn, which of course we do all that um yeah we do yeah we do <laughs> scott Hahn coming september 29th folks uh ascension press uh sponsoring me <laughs> as i begin a new community group wow there. we just derailed that with a terrible commercial but buy anyways. my book <laughs> buy my book no so so this this idea came about that Um, that it wasn't Catholic enough. It was thrown out of a lot of parishes, particularly in the United States. Oh, yeah. Here we are 15 years later, though. Alpha has been going strong globally, in fact, particularly in Roman Catholic churches. And now Alpha has actually come back with a Catholic context that's been endorsed by Father Contula Mesa, the preacher of the papal household. Um, It's it's gotten a lot of different endorsements in the Catholic world, so much so that they even have uh, people on their staff that all they do is focus on the Catholic context who are faithful Catholics themselves um, in, in kind of creating the resources and helping them you know, to benefit the church. So here we are 15 years later, yeah. it's kind of come full circle, which I like because I think we should be trying to find um, ways to build ecumenism between some of these programs. You yeah. know, it, it's that idea that at this point in society, in the postmodern society, we have to be finding ways to build bridges um, between ourselves. And so if there's a good program doing pre-evangelization out there, um, you why know, not use it? why yeah. not use it? Yeah. Yeah. And so for many people, they are nervous about alpha. So he just spoke to the Alpha that we will run is called Alpha in a Catholic Context. It's essentially the same Alpha program that you find everywhere else, but there are specific elements towards the end that emphasize the teachings on especially faith and salvation from a Roman Catholic perspective. That has always been the main criticism. Other criticisms of the Alpha program have been, why doesn't it talk about Mary and the Eucharist and the papacy and all this stuff? If that is so essential, why don't we talk about it? And so we've had multiple parishioners write emails and come and ask me. And that's actually why we wanted to do this episode, because we want to be open and transparent about why we chose this. There is no other program, there is no other ministry, there is no other mission that is out there that is converting more souls to the Catholic Church from atheism, agnosticism, or lapsed Catholicism than Alpha in a Catholic context. You just spoke in absolutes. You're going to have emails. I did. You I did. did. But I agree with you, there so go for no it. no other program. <laughs> if you could point to one other program, we would do it. But see, the problem is this. Now, I feel in my bones like... How much can you talk about Jesus until, you you know, if you don't want to talk about, like, the Eucharist or something like that? How far can you go? Well, if you look in the Acts of the Apostles, there are these famous seven charismatic, and I'm going to explain that, charismatic sermons by Peter and by Paul and Stephen, the deacon, um, that you go through, and they, the, the charisma means the preaching, the basic gospel message. And in each of these cases, they never mention things like Marian devotion, Uh, the institution of the Eucharist, right, the papacy, it focuses on Jesus Christ and his resurrection. 
And I think as Catholics, one of the biggest problems that we have, and as someone who works for a parish and who travels all over the country talking with adults, I see this every single day. They have a mush of Catholicism. They don't have an organizing principle that unites Our Lady of Fatima, Eucharist, uh, you know, Jesus being the Son of God, incarnation, Trinity, sexual morality, right, politics and the common good and all of this stuff. It's just scattered in people's brains. The unifying factor is Jesus Christ, and that's what Alpha is best at doing, bringing you as an individual into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and I mean by bringing you to the point of faith. So, Stephen, let me ask you. Mm -hmm. You have went, you went to Franciscan University. Uh, you have a whole background in catechetics. You've studied theology. You've been working in Catholic ministry your whole life, uh, most of your life. Should you be a participant on Alpha? Yes. No. <laughs> Let me well, ask this question again. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I shouldn't be a participant in Alpha in the sense that, like, I, I do have an active relationship with Jesus Christ. I have a, a personal prayer life with Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I, I have that. Now, I could be a volunteer right? as long as mm. I am willing to listen mm. and not try and overcome that's that's one of the key things about alpha right is that it it is a it is a time for those who are going to be table facilitators and core team members and that sort of thing which we need for them to listen because it's a way for the participants to be able to um, open up about their questions really so the symbol of alpha is a giant red question mark Uh, and so first what i want to say is why alpha at saint anthony's saint anthony's is intensely focused on the education of adults but in focusing on the education of adults, it presupposes that these adults know a lot of stuff right. already, right? And so I remember talking with someone and saying, you know, what if they don't know the Bible and they don't go to Mass? And they're like, well, why would they even be Catholic then? And I said, exactly. Why? How can we deliver the answer to that question? Alpha is an absolutely safe place, at least it's supposed to be. For people who don't know what they believe, who have fallen away from belief, who are seeking to figure out what they believe, it is a safe place for them to come and, and just basically hear who Christ is and what Christ did for you, All right? And the way that it's structured is simply through a meal in a small group with discussion questions and a very well-made video. So you watch a video, non-threatening, Nikki Gumbel talking, got uh, hosts talking, all this With stuff. With great British accents. Oh, man, those accents. Doesn't that just make like a, a movie you that so much smart. better? Yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so you watch this video. It's like 20, 30 minutes long. And then you have a discussion, and the questions are already there. There's multiple people at each table, and they facilitate discussion. They don't teach. We don't want teachers. See, that's what he was getting at with the, uh, with the volunteer thing. People who want to teach theology, someone like me, I'm a catechist, I'm a preacher-teacher guy, sometimes it's hard for me to turn that switch off and to listen. No. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a shocker to no one who knows me. But sometimes that happens, and I would not be a good core member mm-hmm. in terms of a table facilitator because I want to tell people, well, actually, I'm the well-actually guy. I'm the guy in the com box yeah. on a YouTube channel. I, I am, too. Anyone, you know, uh, Jean Garthwaite, shout out to her, one of uh, one yeah. of my favorite parishioners. She calls me out all the time. She's like, if someone gives that boy a microphone, he's just never going to stop. And it's true. And it's true. Uh, Which is why I will not be a table facilitator at Alpha. <laughs> so the beautiful thing about Alpha is there are multiple places for you to serve. 
if you are a devout, faithful Catholic who desires to help people who do not know Christ Jesus. This is eternal life, that you know God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Yeah, this is, this is the idea of if, you've, if you truly want to get into the work of, of grassroots evangelization, yeah. really. This is, you know, I've always wanted to invite my neighbor to something at my church, but I've never known how because yeah. I feel like it'd be weird to maybe invite them into a mass where they have no idea of what's going on. Right. Um, or, you know, I've got, I've got a, a son-in-law or a daughter-in-law who's never had a faith or has fallen away from the faith, and this is something you can invite them back to that's going to be non-threatening and you're not going to necessarily be the one leading it maybe yeah yeah so think of it this way uh imagine you're in a room big open room you are placed by the teacher in one corner uh you stand on a piece of paper then he puts another piece of paper by the door on the opposite side of the room and says using only paper go from one side to the other now the reality is you need to take individual steps to go across a big distance so what are those pieces of paper that we lay out for people so that they can go from point A to B to C to D to E to F all the way to that omega point where they are a living, vital, practicing Catholic in our community? We have a lot of C's and D's and E's and F's. We have very few A's and B's. For instance, our Axe Retreat, we have a huge Axe community here at our church, Adoration Community, uh, Theology and Service. These wonderful retreats that build community and fun, uh, funnel you back into the life of the parish, that is an excellent starting point for a lot of people. Middle-aged man, woman, you never really owned your Catholic faith, but it's still a part of your life. And Maybe then you're a cradle Catholic who's always gone every Sunday. Yeah. yeah, and it fits that so well. I saw so many men on my men's retreat with Acts give their not just give their lives to Christ, but finally start leading in their family's right. faith and doing all this wonderful stuff. That is an excellent place. But what about the atheist, the agnostic who has legitimate questions? What about the seeker who just doesn't know what they believe? Saying, hey, you should come to Michael Gormley's Theology on Tap lecture. Maybe that's a good intro. Or, but probably would be awful is, hey, come to Michael Gormley's week-long Theology of the Body series. That's a little higher level presupposes that you love Jesus, right? Yeah. So Alpha is meant to be that first step. So how it runs is we're going to start. Uh, I'll let Stephen take over this part. But why don't you just give us the basic structure and flow and kind of calendar stuff. Yeah, so uh, the first Alpha night is going to be on um, Wednesday, September 26th. Uh, and we're going to run them this fall on Wednesday evenings uh, at starting at 630. Um, and they'll, uh, they'll go for about an hour and a half-ish to two hours, depending on conversations and stuff like that. We'll see how the flow goes after the first night or two. Um, but just as Gomer said, you'll come in, and the first thing that will happen is the participants will get a meal. Um, and they'll sit down kind of and enjoy their meal together. Um, actually, we, we won't have them at full-size tables. We want this to feel almost more like family picnic style is yeah. kind of the idea. Um, you know, sometimes you can sit at those big banquet tables that we have, and you can feel um, maybe you've been at the fish fry before at Lent. And I love the fish fry, but sometimes it's like you're yelling across to the person in the fellowship hall <laughs> so they can, they can hear you. And that's not what we want here. We want to create that small, small group yeah. environment. So have a meal then we'll show one of the videos maybe add a little bit of a um some additional talk around that video but probably just watch the videos i think they stand for themselves yeah they're really good they're you, really you really find good them on youtube right now that's right and then from there uh after that will be the discussion time where the table facilitators will allow their small groups to kind of just open up about whatever their questions are yeah um so that's that if you do want to be a um a volunteer a core team member um and you're really 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 good at listening <laughs> listening god gave you two ears and one mouth you should listen twice as much as you talk uh if you're good at listening or yeah. you want to help with hospitality stuff like that we're actually going to have
have that that meeting and that training on September 12th. How many adults say, I could never get up and teach, but I can be a friend, I can be hospitable. This is a ministry that's right. perfect for you. Yeah. No one teaches. We don't want teachers. We want listeners. We want friends. We want people who can. Which is all of our baptismal call, yeah. uh, as we've seen, you know, uh, Charles always reminds us that, who's in charge of the... Uh, Charles in charge. Uh, you saw the reference. Yeah, that yeah. was nice. Uh, of the Padawan ambassadors, he always reminds us that this is this hospitality, this spirit of hospitality is our baptismal call. And so right. that's kind of what the core team is supposed to do for Alpha. So and when, when's their training? Their training is on Wednesday, September 12th, um, also at 630. Uh, and all of this information is online on our website. So if you go to ap.church slash alpha, it'll take you straight to our alpha page. It's got the calendar for the rest of the fall. Um, it's also, if you go to our homepage, it's one of the top links at the top of the page. It's that important that we have this touch point as a parish for people to, um, go when they don't know where to go. Um, they may not want to sign up and be a parishioner right off the bat. They need to first encounter, uh, the community and see who the person of Jesus Christ is. And this is going to allow them to be able to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So why alpha? Because it is the best way to present the basic gospel message in a friendly, inviting, hospitable, not hostile environment. It is an excellent place for you to invite people who maybe don't have an experience of faith to uh, to come and just no pressure, no hard sale. You know, it's a great it's a great landing place for people who are seeking, you know, what do I believe? Where do I want to go? Or as uh, Nikki Gumbel has said, so many people today, secular people raised in a materialistic world, say, why would anyone be Christian? They're curious as to why people would even want to be Christian. And then all of a sudden they find themselves saying, yeah, there has to be more to life than this. That's what this program does. It's an excellent A step into the life of the parish. And then maybe for some of those people, the B step will be RCIA where they can jump into some of those deeper questions if they decide that, you know, that they want that relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'm really excited about it. My thing is that, you know, as, especially as like a millennial Catholic, we talk about generation, general, excuse me. We talk about generations all the time in the office here, which is is fun and sometimes offensive, um, (laughs) depending on which generation you fall in. Millennials. But, you know, I really, I'm passionate about this program, and I think it's going to be good for us because I really want to make sure that the pews are still full 40, 50 years from now. I want to make sure that we're doing our jobs to make sure that our children have something to inherit and that they have something they can be proud of in their parish community. Oh, yeah. So, Alpha, uh, if you want to join the core team, you got to go to the website, uh, ap.church. Slash alpha. Slash alpha. Not try alpha? No, we okay. changed it. It's just I'll AP. Yeah, just it's just AP dot church slash alpha. Awesome. And then they'll go there. You can find a place for a core member to sign up or a participant to sign up. This is a wonderful place to send your young adult children who are, you know, just graduated college, whatever it might be. This is a wonderful place. Ages 18 and up only, though, because we need to keep our church's safe environment policies intact. So uh, 18 and up. This is a wonderful place for them to experience the love of Christ. It'll be in the adult meeting room. AMR. Yep, which is near the gymnasium, if you're not familiar with that. You can look at one of our brand new handy-dandy campus maps, which now show the full Always campus. Always with the maps. Always, Always with, the maps. with the maps. There's maps all over campus now. So we'll see you guys in the AMR on September 26th. Awesome. God bless. God bless.